Training. And this is Randy's number one Andy, a songwriter for comedy. Got the tablet handy. Andy Klein, Mr. On Time, slinging punchlines from the cut, walking a straight line. Then the thriller, Mr. Tim Miller, crowd killer, say hola. He's probably not here out trying to raise his daughter. So we'll just tune in to 3SPN, keep the soccer combination, let the party begin. Pop Pop, PD Romaine, top of the list, JL Chadwick, the black eye who tips, might be waxing philosophical or talking bullshit, might be just trying to help you get a nice pink young bitch, you have an opinion, let's hear it, do it proper, the world may suck, but I like it, I want you, Facebook, email, tweet us, get out your closet, if you're dropping our names, now let's come together, there's nothing else to say, let's start the show, Randolph hit him with, uh, hey, what's happening, what it do? Are you ready? Free Hey, freeloaders, Randolph Terrence. I'm Andy Klein. And I'm Dominic Rivera. Hey, three guys on, right back at you. Welcome back. There we go. I didn't play the good one. You play the good one? Go ahead. There it is. There you go. There you go. Happy Thursday. Hope you guys are having a good day. You didn't send us any emails. You None. Pieces of shit. We got a couple of tweets. Oh. People enjoyed the gay uh, hardware, st- anti-gay hardware store <laughs> uh, stuff from I've last week. I've been talking week. about that on stage now. Oh, really? Yeah, start talking about it. Stage. We'll do a, talk about it again tonight. Gay. <laughs> gay. Queer. Gay. I don't want any queers in here. Gay. What are you, gay? Yeah. Gay. <laughs> <laughs> We didn't talk any any. Uh, we didn't talk about the separating the kids. It's funny. I've been to that Walmart. My wife pointed the, that out to the me. The one where the oh the, the one, closed yeah, down Walmart. I've been to that Walmart. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Brownsville. Yeah. Why would? Uh, what, Walmart's what, hometown. Why do Walmart's close? What happens? Because they happens? make a super center. Oh, okay. Nine right. times out of probably, ten, they open a bigger one. There. Probably because I've been to that Walmart years ago. But yeah, that was years ago. Um, yeah. So I guess there's no it. it I mean, I saw the little thing from the outside mm-hmm. where you can kind of tell it's a Walmart because yeah. it still has like the color, the the you know the color scheme or whatever. But I guess the Walmart sign is gone. Um, and then they just have kids running around inside this locked inside this Walmart, basically. Yeah. Well, it was supposed to be a. Uh, they had turned it into a into a detention thing, and then I guess now they're using it. <laughs> oh, okay, so is there like a when they say they let the kids out for an hour a day or two, two hours? Is there a courtyard? Like, where do they go in the parking lot? Know. I saw like some, a big I saw some video some of them today running kids through calisthenics. Man, it okay. looks it looks like horrific. What are those kids wearing? Are they giving them like shorts, shorts shoes to shoes. work out no, in, or I run them through calisthenics? They're wearing your lawnmower twelves. Probably not as not as good as your. It uh, looks horrific. As your home ec four. <laughs> also, we need to stop letting people tell this lie of it's the home ec four. Yeah, that it's a, the Obama administration who started shoes. this. That's not true. Um, stop telling that it's, lie. It's uh, it, Jeff Sessions came out and said it. Said it. Yeah. Says, no. uh, here's what I want to do. There's just <laughs> yeah. a Walmart down there. I'm yeah. like, why don't you put the kids in there? Just fill it up. 
Yeah. Coretta, Coretta Scott King told y'all this Fill guy was a piece of shit. We're rolling back rights. And white, folk, and white folks said, no, he'll be okay. <laughs> rolling we'll, back rights. We'll put him in. <laughs> All rights will fall. <laughs> Instead of a red thing. It's what if a, they got like a, a little rollback mascot <laughs> waiting yeah. for him when they first walk in and shit? Instead, like, of, that, hey, instead guys, of that rollback face, it's a it's just it's a white rollback Ralph <laughs> floating around. It's got a hood on the face. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> And then I, I watched the press. I wanted to make them do the Walmart time. cheer in the morning. <laughs> Give me a W. Did you guys know about the Walmart? Yeah, cheer? Oh, there's yeah. a Walmart cheer. Oh, dude, it's so sad. I used to know. I used to work at Pizza Hut with someone who had a. This was their second job, but they also worked at Walmart. And she used to talk about in the morning. If you are in the morning shift, first of all, your life trash. If you work at Pizza Hut and Walmart, <laughs> it is She's trying to get out of the trash. You know what? I think she was trying to raise a son. I think she's trying to. You know. You know that struggle. <laughs> you need to make better job choices because you can't be working out Walmart and and Pizza Hut and shit. I was like, I work at Domino's and Payless. Like, just put some more poor shit together. <laughs> All the poor shit. Oh, just work poor shit. But they would do, and there's video on YouTube of Walmart Cheers now. Yeah, Walmart this was before. But her particular Walmart, the manager would gather everyone together all the staff and you had to do this this was mandatory um and they would say like someone would lead the cheer give me a w and everyone goes w and then give me an a and give me an l and then they would say give me a squiggle for the little hyphen between wall and mart and the crowd would have to do like a little the crowd the staff would do a little squiggle dance get the fuck and then they would do m-a-r-t yeah very, um, very, see, I couldn't uh, see them people doing it because the people I work at Walmart always be mean as fuck. That's, that's what, what I'm I was like, I could do <laughs> I would quit on the spot. Fuck. I'd be like, you, you know what? Schedule me on a different shift. I don't want to be here for this. The morning. <laughs> yeah, I'd have to work the mid shift. <laughs> right. I couldn't work. You just, you just walk in like as they're clock clocking out like, hey, how was that squiggle this morning? <laughs> you old bitch asses. <laughs> uh, I'm going to look up the cheer if they have it. That's terrible. A um, bunch of white Andy's doing a Walmart cheer, dude. Walmart doesn't employ just a bunch of white people. That's terrible. They employ people of all backgrounds. <laughs> uh, this 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 video is off uh, white as well as white. Downtown Los Angeles Walmart cheer. Let's see what this one's about. Oh, but that's not you. I want to see the fucking Oklahoma City Walmart cheer. Oh God. Oh, this is racist as fuck. And why they have to get a black lady to do the chair so she can do the wiggle? I've been in Walmart a lot. This is not helping morale. <laughs> it's not, man. They don't want to be there. Uh-uh. It's just like when them dumbasses come up to your table and sing you the happy birthday song. Oh, yeah. oh they don't want to be there. Oh, God. I don't want some people that ain't happy about my birthday saying the happy birthday. Get the fuck out of my face. See, and then it's always somebody in the fucking group that's fucking up the that cheer. Terrible. And then you just notice that person that's singing like "Happy Birthday to You," <laughs> "Happy Birthday to You." Can I go <laughs> looking in the back, looking at the order? Yeah. Is that up yet? Happy I go birthday. I Happy go. birthday, dear. Yeah, yeah. Hey, the phone's ringing. Can I go? Is my three up. Mm. <laughs> that's another one. When they do the squiggle people, they drop it. Listen, let me tell you some shit. Yeah, they do a little dance. This is some bullshit. I'm, listen. 
I wish a motherfucker would at my job. Who's on my food stamps? Early. We are. Telling Who can't pay their bills? We are. Uh, I didn't even want to put my hand in the fucking teammate huddle sometime <laughs> when I played sports. Who's got a toothache? On I three, do. man. If you don't get the fuck out of my face with on three. Who's not going to the dentist? <laughs> and then it'd be that one dude in the huddle and be like, everybody get their hands in. <laughs> like, listen, dog, I don't need to touch your dirty ass hands. Yeah. Get your hands in, dog. Dirty hands. We a team. Who's we cooking together. meth tonight? <laughs> we are. <laughs> Who's taking meth later? I am. This is another one. Who's snorting in the bathroom? <laughs> we are. Do the snort. What do we work with every day? This guy's got an accent. This is the South. What do we work with every day? Purpose. It's a pep rally, guys. Here we go. Clap, 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 clap. Ready? Ready? Squiggly. No, see, I want to see. Look up the Walmart in Atlanta and shit, because I know they got a marching band. <laughs> they probably got the motherfucker that be in the front and shit doing the little get your hype dances and shit. Oh, yeah, they might have a whole different situation. They have a whole different dis- situation in Atlanta and <laughs> Three, shit. Three Six Mafia is there. Yeah. <laughs> They're on the clock. A bitch jump out the ball with the balloons and shit in it. Um, oh, this one's called Epic Walmart. We'll watch this one. There's a bunch. Epic. It better be epic. There's a bunch of these videos. Walmart chant, Walmart chant. This one's epic. Get wild. Oh, shit. He's gonna get wild. No. Get wild. This dude look like the Star Wars kid. And so Skeeter leads it, it gets crazy now. He's stretching out. He's literally was like stretching his That's arms out. The white people about to get crumped. Oh, he's crazy. Oh, no. Fucking rolled on the ground. He's the Ray Lewis of Walmart. First of all, they didn't spell it right because she's saying Walmart. <laughs> That's oh, not how you not, say it. They are not enthused. They didn't even stand. <laughs> we at Walmart. I stored number one, guys. We're number one Walmart. You don't see Target doing that. They had a racist pet should, rally. Let's do a 3 gs Walmart here. fucking... <laughs> Let's do a no, three let's not. Let, give me a hashtag, Squiggly. <laughs> give me a three. That motherfucker rolled on the ground. Uh, give me a G. We do this before every podcast from now on, the 3GO <laughs> cheer. Give me a O. Now high five. That motherfucker rolled on the ground. <laughs> he rolled on the ground. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Of a dirty-ass Walmart. Rolled on that dirty-ass Walmart. Someone mop up that spot, please. All Jeez. the shit they probably do at Walmart, man. So those kids that are in that Walmart, um, that, I guess, empty Walmart, so they're just running around. Like, I saw the thing. They're just running around, like, you know, mm-hmm. crying and shit, like, all the time. They're understaffed. Yeah. Well, how many people are you supposed to have a, on a staff to handle that many kids? <sighs> Who that knows? Terrible, what's, the, what's the standard? Yeah, like, I mean, like, in classrooms, they have one teacher per X number of students. Is there some kind of one staffer? We don't, or know. We don't, know. Camp of all time. We don't know what the staff, what the center is. Yeah. Have you seen the picture that's going to be on the paper tomorrow of the little girl crying as her mom's getting taken away? That shit will break your heart. Yeah. Huh? You don't want to see it. Well, though. that's usually what that's happens just, with these. Sensitive. You don't need to see like, it. Like, remember the Syrian kid who was face down on the beach? Oh, yeah, man. Like, you yeah. know. That was you a tough need to one. stop that shit. <laughs> that was a tough one. <laughs> that shit was hard, man. That was a tough one. I'm saying, like, usually like it's like a picture like that, like Alien Gonzalez with a gun in his face that makes people kind of wake up to something. Yeah. 
uh, it takes that moment. And so that's why they were reluctant to let cameras in. This one guy, right. this reporter guy, and he was like, there's Trump murals everywhere. Yeah, it's a Trump mural. He took a picture on yeah. his phone. He snuck a picture. I read his thread on Twitter. It's this thing about Twitter. I like. I read his thread on Twitter. Yeah. You know, and I was like, this is good. But here's the thing. Since since the year That's disgusting, since the man. year 1619, because they're using the Bible now to to cover it, Bible verses, Jeff Sessions. Give me a B. And Give me I. Sarah Huckabee. Since sixteen nineteen, when the first ten slaves were brought into this country, ten or so, they're not quite sure on the number. It was sixteen nineteen to Jamestown, Virginia. Yeah, local. The Bible has always been used to justify shitty behavior towards people of color. So what if they were like, a, Give me an ass? This is nothing new. <laughs> Give me an ale. <laughs> Give me the A. I. I. Give me a V. Hey, hey, uh, hey, wait a minute. What are we going to do today? What are we spelling? Slavery. Slavery. My tooth hurts. <laughs> Slavery. Go to a dentist. No, just get a tooth out of your slave. I saw, I saw. Uh, <laughs> Let me borrow one of your tooths. Sarah Sand. Well, that's uh, George Washington's false teeth that he's so proud of. Slave teeth. Pulled out of slaves' heads, made into gentures for him. Is that what that was? Yes. His wooden teeth? His they wooden teeth? They're not wooden. <laughs> they're not wooden. They're, they're slaves' teeth. It's it's just, it, would, it always seemed odd that teeth would be made out of wood, because wouldn't it warp? Exactly. They're All the moisture in your teeth. mouth? Like, <laughs> that doesn't even make sense to make yeah. wooden teeth. Someone probably uh, came to him like, hey, General Washington, we got some wooden teeth. He's like, get the fuck out of here with that wood shit. <laughs> warped ass wood teeth. I got slave teeth. I got slave warped, teeth. Warped ass wood. <laughs> Morky ass warped ass wood. <laughs> slave teeth. <laughs> Give me some slave teeth. You know, our father, I our got country. these new Leroy Johnsons in my mouth. <laughs> 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 the new Leroy's, <laughs> and I saw Sarah Sanders. For the that dude checked her. <laughs> that reporter stood up. Brian Karam, I know that guy. Yeah, do you know him? Facebook I'm always fucking. Are you really going at it? Yeah, we the- talked about the Brian Karam has gotten. That's done his, that before. That's his shit in the yeah, in the which yeah. uh, he used to he was he used to occasionally real. comment on my posts of back before he got so busy. But he dabbled in comedy a bit. I've known him for oh, a long time. Okay, uh, we're Facebook friends, and uh, tell me want to interview him. Can you can you hook that set that up? I'll check on that. Give it a try. Now that he's on CNN all the time. I'm Maybe. Like, yeah. He's around here. He's local. He dabbled a bit in comedy yeah, years ago when he was a Playboy reporter, which he still technically yeah. is, I guess. Yeah. But now he's also like was the editor for Montgomery County yeah, Sentinel. Well, he was down. He's been down to Brownsville and he's seen it. He also, he also got locked up for not revealing a source yep. years ago. That's why he was so adamant when, whenever Sarah Huckabee Sanders um, goes at the media yeah. in the briefings, he will pipe up and he will be like, excuse me, yeah. this is, you know what I mean, sources. Yeah, see if you can hook that up. I'll, I'll email him. I, you know what it is? When I look at my Facebook memories, he's commenting on a lot of my old posts and I'm like, I didn't like that post. I should have liked it. <laughs> I have, maybe I'll go back and like it now. Fuck it up. But yeah, no. But um, gotta keep those. But yeah, like we we sort of. I mean, I haven't seen him in person in a long time. Yeah, he plays yeah. in a band. Like he's a guy. He's not just some reporter he's guy. He's a guy. He's a guy. He's he, you know, he, around he, you see him around man. town. Yeah, you see him around town a bit. But he also does not hold his tongue uh, in those press briefings, and he's very idealistic. And so if he's if he's got something to say, he's just going to yell out. Well, don't he, you have any empathy, Sarah? Yeah, he was like, "You're a parent. Don't you have anything?" <laughs> and then he went on uh, CNN 
two different CNN shows that yeah. night, and he was like, "Look, she brought her kids. She brings her kids she to it all the she time. She does. She talks about them all the time." The previous night, she tweeted, "I was at a kindergarten thing with my kid, and I heard yeah. about the CBS report that I'm supposed to be leaving the White House." And so Which he was like, she is. "He's like, look, you know, she brings her kids into that. I mean, I, I, her, she has said as a parent a bunch yeah. of times. So I'm gonna okay. Well, as a parent, what yeah. about this? Which is valid, I think." He I almost agree brought with, her to tears. Well, I saw this one this one reporter. I think it was Andrea. She got a shaky lip. Andrea Mitchell, she got a shaky lip. Her lip Andrea, was doing the squiggly? Yeah. yeah, doing the squiggly <laughs> dance. Didn't go on the floor, but it was squiggling. Yeah. Andrea Mitchell she was interviewing there. some some reporter, and she was saying, you know, where's the solidarity from the other reporters? Because the other reporters in that room are supposed to be there. Andrea Mitchell was like, she's been in there. She's like, that room is supposed to get silent. Yeah. And other reporters are supposed to wait for her to answer that question. Or when you And sh- if you don't answer, keep either yield your time back to him or just keep asking that or question. Or you ask his question. Yeah. Yeah. Just but keep asking called, that question. When she goes, Jill, and Jill should say, oh, yeah, question. Yeah, as a parent. Uh, don't you have any empathy? Uh, <laughs> doesn't does it bother you? She's that crowd that <laughs> she'll <laughs> shut it down. Yeah, that's she'll fine. Just, and let her do that. Back for let a couple her do days that too. and let it be seen. And then when it comes back, let's pick this shit right back up. Right. Listen, we got a question for you. Um, Listen, as a if parent. they weren't coming to April Ryan's defense, they weren't going exactly. to come to his defense. Exactly. Either. And then they'll pull all the credentials and it'll just yep. be like Fox yep. News and yep. Daily Caller and all that shit in there. Yeah. People who aren't going to ask any questions. She had that fucking shaky voice. She would have been mm-hmm. pulled a bird man in that That's shit. why she's going to quit. Well, she had a shaky voice when that kid asked her about guns in school. Oh, he fucked her up with that one. Yeah. yeah. And she was like, that one. we're doing it, kid. As, like, as a, no answer. As a parent. Even he was like, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. The kid was like, fuck you. <laughs> as a parent, speaking of shaky voice, y'all saw uh, like, y'all Rodman. like, good? Is y'all done? Y'all saw Rodman? <laughs> I didn't see the clip. I did. I seen some parts of it. <laughs> Crying Robin. Sad thing is he actually said some shit that made sense. What shit? Which part? The part where he's... Um, what the fuck? I'm drawing a blank on it too now. Jesus Christ. It's simple. It's simplistic shit though too. It's Robin. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> it's very simplistic. Well, he's and another one. He's like, he's my friend. I'm like, and, your friend's a murderer. And then what's him called? <laughs> your friend is a murderer. Dennis Rodman gets emotional. That's like Which probably doesn't mean anything minute. to you because you you know murderers, I'm sure, growing up. But your friend's a fucking murderer. Well, yeah, he calls him his friend <laughs> on mean, a grand scale. No, that's his boy. Yeah, I get. How did they become friends? They don't just they didn't just meet at a bar somewhere. He's like, a, he he's brought a him over for. The, oh yeah, yeah. Kim is a basketball. And then fan. He brought, and then he brought like a fucking crew of uh, old old misfits and bums over to play basketball oh is that what it was yeah and then robin was his man you know what i mean the guy that was talking to him this is him talking to michael strahan for joining us Andrew i don't think this, this is not the one where he that's cries. not the one that's no, not the one cnn is the one where he cries yeah. 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 Uh, coma. Dennis rodman yeah. we have him joining us on All right, this I'm but he ahead. used to be in there i thought it was felt like i was at home 16 minute clip i think that if trump goes in there with a great heart with his heart on on, on the table that's before and let kim young see him really a you or any of his people reach out uh, to you, all right, I don't president's know. people, anybody well, maybe reach he out did to you for insight. That's another thing that I, this is thing about this I didn't like. It's like you're going to, well, you know what? You're going to Dennis Rodman about uh, anything. Last five years. But again, right. that's Which what they do. That's like I said, that's why I'm so to, burnt out on this shit, man. Here we go. Here we go. It is a great day. This is a historic day. It's not a great day. You were saying to me years ago that you thought this would happen. You can be historic and not be a great day. But you be ready for me to ask you another question. I know you're very emotional about yeah, this go ahead, go ahead. this is what yeah. I, I want to know i want to know well you're an emotional guy you you feel very deeply about things people have been around right. you understand that right. why did you feel so strongly that you needed 
to make something happen for North Korea. There's so many places you could have gone in the world that have, you know, a much easier path to peace than North Korea, given the record of human rights abuses and other practices of Which this despotic talk about regime. But Dennis Rodman looks like he was just listening to Gangsta's Paradise. <laughs> <laughs> Reference to Monday's back, episode. Yeah. Monday's episode. Um, Dennis Rodman is a huge Pearl Jam fan. It's yes, a great, it's a great day. Fan, we have that in common. Of, fuck out of here, crying ass bitch. We have that in common. <laughs> you fuck crying out of ass here. bitch. <laughs> That's what I tell my soccer team when I'm coaching. Black guy with a Make America Great head on. Fuck out of here. Did you see the Vice News report where they're like in a hotel with him? They like followed him around on the strip, and Sarah Huckabee Sanders calls him. They get on speakerphone. She's like, "I just want to say we really appreciate everything you've done and and all this shit." So he's like, "In he's getting calls from Sarah Huckabee Sanders." He's going to go to the White House and get some kind of Medal of Freedom at some point. Of course. You know, that's, you know, kick a reporter in the nuts. He loves the black community. <laughs> that's what they're going to do. <laughs> Brian Karam's going to be challenging Sarah Huckabee Sanders, and Robin's going to kick him in the balls. <laughs> you run in and kick him in the balls and run back up. <laughs> like he did with that guy on the <laughs> sidelines. That's what I do. Well, the guy's face is what, what pushed it over. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> oh! This is my associate, Dennis Rodman. Um all challenges will be directed toward him. Yeah, listen. If you're, if you're, I don't give a fuck who you are. If you're supporting any of this shit, you're. It's a big show. You're fucking out of your mind. You're a dumbass. You're. It's all propaganda. Yeah, you're you're participating in propaganda. Propaganda, dangerous propaganda. Yeah, and also I think Trump um, can be played so easily. By all these people, where they just they just compliment him. Well, he got played there. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. He killed. Okay. They, he got to the table off of two very important things: killing an American teenager yeah. or whatever in North Korea. Auto warm beer. Auto warm beer. Then kidnapping three people. Yeah. <laughs> right. Two. And then negotiating to give them back to you <laughs> yeah. so I can talk to you on the table. And then Trump will say. I got those people back. Exactly. Yeah. It's like you fell into that dumb trap. You, you fell idiot. into, you did nothing. And you then know? when you go to do the negotiation, because you don't study, you give up basically the barn. Yeah, <laughs> right. And get nothing back and, and then claim that it's a win. Here's the thing. This is what's going to happen because Trump doesn't hold up any of his deals. Oh, of course not. So even if Kim, what's going to happen is Kim is going to, Say, well, I mean, his deal with Trump. Kim Not that he believes it Kim anyway. He hold up his deals either. So. But, well, yeah, but all this, like, oh, we had a peace deal. Once Trump doesn't uphold his end of the bargain, then Kim Jong Un has some valid reason to be mad at Trump, mm-hmm. and it's going to be fucking World War Three. Mm-hmm. So, all Trump did, he's going to renege on on this on whatever deal he made. That's just the way he is. He's not gonna. He's gonna carry some. It some probably general. never gets to that. It probably falls apart Come before. Come on, Andy. Trump is a Trump. Is, look, man. He he solved the nuclear he's problem. He's a master deal maker. We don't have a problem with nuclear he, weapons now. Right. I mean, it was there before because <laughs> Obama because so. Obama didn't handle it, so it was there before, and now it's gone. Well, they they shook hands on it. Well, so, there you go. You know, I forgot. I left that part out. Shook Thank hands you, like gentlemen. But here you, it man. is. Like I said, the classic misdirection distraction. I'm in North Korea. I'm shaking hands. I'm yeah. doing all this shit. Yeah. And then in Brownsville, Texas, I have a fucking I'm oh, got rollback Ralph. And you blame with the Demo- all these. And you blame the Democrats. Yeah, it wasn't right. Well, so the Democrats say no, it's not. I hate this policy. So if I go down the fucking wormhole with jackasses online or anybody who start, wants to talk about North Korea and there's nothing there, then what we should be talking about is this other thing that's drastically needs to be changed like right now right. And like i said 
He's not dumb when it comes to that. That's people got to stop with this shit. People you are could, talking, but people are talking about the uh, people are talking about the border now because, uh, well, two things: the picture, knowing that it's kids, yeah. and that dude. That dude, what's right. his name? The guy who made it in? Brian no, Karam. the guy that yelled. Oh, Brian Karam. Brian Karam. That was a K-A-R-E-M. big. That was a big Karam. moment. Karam. That was a big moment. Him doing that. Now he's not going to probably not again. get the. I don't even want to say props, but I think that was a big. That was a big thing. Oh, he'll get the props because that clip has been going on. You know, all, been yeah. viral as fuck. Just a bitch or a parent. You know the thing about the Bible. Now they're all they're all quoting the, the Bible, Bible. says first of law. all. Why are we allowing that to do anything? And 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 this is what I don't understand. How how do you not do that scene from Do the Right Thing? I'm from Brooklyn. Oh, Ow! how do you not do that scene <laughs> when she says, I "Was born in Brooklyn." Well, the Bible says, "How do all the all the go?" Oh shit! Because the Bible, you can't fucking. Well, this, even what? The, logic, the logic of it. The Bible even was the, written, and then these laws were written after the Bible. But the because Bible told you can you to easily spin anyone who what? attacks the Bible as a non-Christian, non-religious you know person. Fuck your Bible, and which is it, so easy because I like I know <laughs> I know the Bible. I know enough of it. To fight, I know enough of it to knock her down. It's not hard, right? Because there was a lot of past. I saw a lot of past. The guy that married uh, the prince was on television today, just destroying them, destroying. Well, them. they haven't really conducted the White House biblically in a lot of other ways. Well, they have biblical people that come in. These fuckboy evangelicals come in. I'm so through with evangelicals. I talk about them on stage now. They're all opportunists. Fuck. <laughs> don't give a fuck. They're all opportunists trying to get their little Racist, piece. sexist, homophobic, God loving shit. You God fearing. You pieces of shit. Hey, do you love God? And I keep asking, man. This they did this same thing with the Bible before to justify slavery. They're still doing it now. Well, yeah, just they, you know, if because they think the Bible is once they invoke the Bible. I wish we go away. It's like, well, you can't. Well, that's Trump. Say, well, fuck your Bible. That's How about people that? People allow them to do that because, because as as a country, we have decided that politicians must right. be religious. Even people who know the Bible allow them to do that. I'm like, you, you know the Bible. You know that's not true. But you can't even don't have, let him do that. Well, that's his interpretation. Honestly, you can't honestly have that conversation because every politician pretends to be a Christian, and so right. they'll say, "Well, I mean, as a man of faith, I think we should really measure." You can't even be an atheist and be a politician. It's right. impossible. You can't say, "Look, I am vehemently against any religion entering this sphere whatsoever." You have to say, "Well, I mean, our, some of our founding principles were religious." And you have to like concede a, a little bit. So all of them fake Christianity. All these politicians who a lot of them probably don't give a shit. They don't go to right. church, and maybe they don't even believe Those aren't in the anything. Ones you need to be worried about. But I'm saying that the the is the crazy the world that they're in requires you to pretend yeah. to be religious. Yeah. And so when you pretend to be religious, you can say, "Well, the Bible says." For everything, right? Just to placate the what, the dummies yeah, who need you to Sessions say that. Sessions did in a press conference. Just yeah. well, the Bible says, and I think it's good Bible. And again, let me get my verses straight nobody here. Nobody goes, Jesus, what the fuck? Walks out. Romans thirteen. Let me get my verses. Like you just gonna let them do that? That's what you're gonna the do. The Bible says because okay. they have to be like, oh, we're respectful of religion. You can't be openly disrespectful of that bullshit. You can't and be in that room to have that conversation. Brian Karam is seen by them as openly disrespectful. Right. The reason he got so much press is because the press protects their own. So they're going to prop him up and say, we're going to put you on all our shows and play your clip over and over again because you're one of us. 
you know, if if he was just some outside agitator who just ran in the room and said that, it would be a totally different yeah, tone. Yeah. But they like him because he's one of them, and he's actually saying what they want to say. But you can't be in that room and scoff at a mention of the Bible. You all have to sit there and say, "Oh yes, well, the Bible. We have to. We have to make sure we measure our comments about what they say about religion." Fuck that, you know. Like, I mean, I'm an atheist, so it's easy for me to say that, but. I think there should be more people openly saying this is a bullshit use of religion. Should be. And not be. you're full of shit and you're not religious. You're not really Christian. Trump doesn't give a fuck about religion. Neither does Sarah Huckabee Sanders. She might. Her father she is, does. She's is a very religious. Bible freak. She, he doesn't. She does. Yeah. But she's weaponizing it. She doesn't right. really I mean, she doesn't really respect it if she's weaponizing it. She's not she's not treating it with respect. But no, we'll have to sit there and say, well, we must treat well, it with respect. Well, and the thing about Christians that people don't get is that they believe that any, by any means necessary, man, as right. they get their message out there. Right. Well, yeah, that's a big part of it. I mean, it's like, you know, the ends justify the means, all that right. stuff. The Bible said it. Exactly. So the Bible said it. Exactly. So a couple weeks ago, we lost uh, somebody in the community. You guys all know. We all talked about it. Uh, Dylan Meyer. Dylan Meyer. Good man, good comic. But beyond the comic, he was a good, good kid. He was good. I call him a kid because he was younger than me. Good kid. Good. It's it's good. Thirty-one-year-old kid. It's good. It's good. <laughs> it's good. Good. He was a funny dude. He was not a dude who took himself too seriously. So, if you hear anything that sounds like we're joking or something like that, relax. <laughs> we knew him better than you. <laughs> okay, just fucking relax. Right. Uh, we talked briefly. Petey was here last week. We talked about mental health because shortly after. Shortly after Dylan's death is like there was two deaths back to back that really were touching people that we all knew. Um, uh, uh, Kate Spade and Anthony Kate Spade Bourdain. and Anthony Bourdain both both went down. Kate Spade I didn't know that much. Uh, Anthony Bourdain I knew of him. I liked him. Right. You know what I mean. And everybody around was talking about mental health and something like that we mentioned Dominic. A little bit on the podcast as, as Petey and I were having a discussion about about um, mental health because Petey obviously that's the field he works in, and uh, Petey's been through a lot of shit too, right? Which he'll freely tell you about, you know, coming through addiction and coming on the other side, which is why he helps people now. It's also why he gets up on stage. He fucking murdered last week. He really <laughs> heard murdered. Heard. <laughs> he fucking murdered last week. Murdered, yeah. He, he tore, blew the roof off that bitch in five minutes. Good. <laughs> and then he the, the, did he walk off stage and say to the next comic, "Follow that motherfucker." <laughs> I think he did. Yeah, he, he was, just stared him in the face. Yeah, you might as well just end the show now because that shit's over. He just stared him in the face. <laughs> he takes the mic out of the takes the cord out of the mic and walks off with it. Yeah. <laughs> So Don was pretty. Don was hit pretty hard by because Don was was close to him. I think in a way that not Anthony Bourdain. Anthony Bourdain. Yeah. Uh, well, Dylan. that's actually Kate Spade. Don yeah. was very close yeah. to Kate I have Spade. A whole bunch of bags that go with my shoes. Who <laughs> was helping? He helped her with her her purse designs, right? <laughs> to match to match these these jorts and match the ankles. Yeah. Yeah. You got your ankles out. Ankles you gotta out. have the right purse. Yeah. And I I had said that you don't want. Because it was a point of where we were at the funeral where Don was just standing and staring at the casket. And uh, I was like, come on with us, man. Come on, get something to eat. And you were like, no, I don't know. No, I don't get nothing. You went back to the house. I don't know why you went to that house. Uh, oh, where the comics gathered? With the other comics. How long were you there with them? 
A couple hours. But it was just, I mean, uh, that was just more of just kind of. It was a bitch driving. Of too, just man. obligation. Rain. Yeah, rain. Like standing water in the road. Terrible. Yeah. Man. Flooded all over the place. Flooded, yeah. Bad. Something like an hour and a half at but least. But I to took get off there. not too long after I got there, right. too. So, yeah. But we would just sat. We would just sat and ate. Yeah, I did. I didn't eat for like a day or two. Um, yeah. No, man. It's, um, it's not just death. Um, I've been struggling for. I have depression. I have mm-hmm. anxiety is my biggest thing though. And we need to put this out there. Dylan didn't die because of depression no, and suicide. No, not, not at all. Lumping no, him in with Bourdain and Spade. No, just, not doing no, it. No, 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 no. Just talking Dylan, about the after effects. He just died of, suddenly. Dylan just, sudden just death died and, accidentally. Yeah, that's pretty much it. But um, I've been going through some shit emotionally the last couple months for a while. I get in these fogs. And I know when things are coming. These these phases. These um, it's not a mood. It's a def- it's almost like a lifestyle for a little bit, like, and I can see like depression coming on and Dylan's passing. I only I knew Dylan for about two years, two and a half years almost. I knew of him early on on the scene um, of being a comic because he just was a good fucking comic, right? You know what I mean. And I love early on. I love going to watch dudes that were good on the mic or had stage presence or just if you had something that I wanted to learn about from, I'd watch you. So I watched this dude for a while. And then over time, we got had a working relationship. And then um, Dylan became my friend about over a year, a little over a year ago. Um, he was my friend, someone I text, someone I talk to all the time, someone I seen two, three times a week. Yeah, you know what I mean. We did. He was my food buddy. We would go eat with each other. That's all a the bonding time. experience eating together. Yeah, we would sit down yeah. and eat food. Um, it destroyed me at the wedding, at the funeral because I was standing at the casket and they had like a PowerPoint presentation thing going on. Yeah, I and saw then, that. And then right when I'm at the casket, I didn't even want to go to the funeral. And then I'm there. Then like a picture of us came up together and then a picture of us eating came up together. Oh. And it just it crushed me. It really did. But um, the reflection of a lot is just like a lot. It's just. um n- when you start, I've been saying this for a while. I've been unpacking shit lately, and um, of why I can't deal with certain things and why I'm a certain way. And a lot of it is just because I just am ill-equipped. I was taught poorly from the beginning, so now I have to undo a lot of my coping mechanisms and why I'm a certain way and stuff. And if you heard me when I was talking with Chris Lambert on his podcast on Mundane Festival. Um, we touch on some shit. Like I said, I've been sexually abused and um, it really fucked with me for a long time. Um, and when I say sexually abused, like I said, I was sexually abused. I was raped when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. And um, like I'm real. I was I just grew up really fucking angry after a little while. You, you know, a lot I mean? of fights. Yeah, a lot of fights. Just the anger was my mechanism. You know what I mean? Um, my coping mechanism. And I, it's because I learned it from my father. My father was an emotional person. He didn't process that way. You know what I mean? He processed yeah. in like anger. And not that my father was mean to me or anything like that, but I just didn't learn that from him. So when I was going through those those that period of abuse and stuff like that, I didn't have I couldn't talk to him about that. You know what I mean? I didn't have someone that I could open up. So whenever I would approach him, I'm going through everything I'm going through in life and then he's I'm getting my ass beat. You know what I mean, or something like that. It yeah, just, yeah. It may, that's that's your mechanism. And like I said, I've been unpacking. I've been unpacking a lot of things, and the biggest thing, like I said, from with Dylan was like the the cherry on top. 
that caught me out of blue because I've been a loner for a long fucking time. You know what I mean? That's kind of my MO. I have friends. Don't get me wrong. I don't have a problem making fucking friends. People right. want to be my friend. Right. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But I just, that's how I roll. My mom always said I could count. I mean, it's growing now, but there's a three quarters of my life. You can count my friends on, on one hand of who I call true friends. So when Dylan passed, it kind of showed of how much that loner life really is kind of bullshit. It's just like, um, and I'm speaking to a lot of people that go through the same shit I go through is that, um, when you stay guarded and you, and you, um, and you don't let people in that when you do let people in, if you lose that person or you lose those one and two, you see how much the significance is of having people in your life. You right. know what I mean? Of reaching out to people. And like I said, I, I've been struggling um, hard with with that point of, like I said, I lost somebody. Also, like my anxiety and, and why am I this certain way? And me and Randolph had talked about it, about getting help, about therapy. Therapy's helped me out a lot um, of just trying to pack life in uh, in general. But one of the things I just want to tell people, like I said, is like you need people. You know what I mean? As hard as you are, as loner as you are, we're not built to be alone in the grand scheme of things. We're not. You know what I mean? Granted, you can you can be comfortable more than the next man in peace and solid solitude. Right. But that's not, you know what I mean? Right. That's not what we're bred for. I saw some shit, made me cry. I was watching Lockup. I love watching fucking Lockup. But this part of Lockup that I was watching was solitary confinement. Yeah, yeah. And they had like this one dude, like hard as shit, one of the worst dudes. And then they, he was in the hole for like 10 years, man. Solitude confinement. And he finally got out into like general population, right? Um, and when he would talk about being a lot, he would just cry. And this is a dude that's in jail for a prison riot murder. Yeah. And he's talking about you, you just can't treat a person like that. It's just like they didn't care. It's like, animal, you know what I'm saying? Like they're treating these kids. Yeah. And, and, like I said, like with Dylan, this was a dude that reached out to me. You know what I mean? Like I, it made me cry for like a long ass fucking time because I started going through our messages and shit. And this dude was always positive to me. Like I'd be like, thank you. And he'd be like, no, buddy, this is why you're special to me. You know what I'm saying? And that's that shit making me cry now. And one of the things that'll help you with mental health and illness is 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 like get is you gotta get help you know what I mean and but you gotta open yourself to like to like see other you know what I mean to let people in you know what I mean like I talk about all the time how hard one of the posts that I wrote about Dylan and which I'm called was how hard it is to make a friend as you get older um we yeah, jo- kind of you well, we've talked about kind of the door shuts and you're like oh whoever's in is in yeah you know? and yeah. that's a lot of it is being scared you don't want to grow a lot of it is also like i said you don't want to be rejected you know what i mean i don't know if it's all that i think it's that i said it plays a part of, of it of it plays is, a part that's of from it. youth i think as you get older your your circle of of a place where you can go to meet new people that shrinks into nothingness you know, you're usually with a spouse, you're with a child, you're with the little same select group of friends. It ain't like when you're a kid and you're even like the guys you're going to play basketball with, same dudes. Guys you're going to lift with in the gym, same dudes. 
Guys, guys, it's always same, 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 same. So where do you meet new people? Not like when you're young, you go to school, 600 or some odd people, you meet new people. You go to a football game, you meet new people. You go to college, you meet new people. You join the military, you meet new people. You go over the world. But after a while, let's say you get sent to a, you get sent to a permanent posting base. Now you ain't meet new people anymore. <laughs> These are just the people I got in my life. And also you have, as you get older, you have, when you're younger, you don't have old friends to compare them to. The new friends, because they're all new friends. You haven't had friends for life yet. You know, right. you know, like every high school signature on a yearbook is like friends forever. Yeah, and then you're like, who? What, what happened to that dude? What's yeah. his name again? Yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah. And so, like, you have you build these friendships that are these tight bonds over time. And right. so, when you're like 40, and you meet someone, you're like, yeah, this, this is cool, but that's it's not the same as those old friends right. back then. Like when you're 20, you don't have old friends to compare yeah. new friends to, so you don't have new friends to write off and say, eh, it's just not the same. I don't want to get to know someone all over again. And like the same shit people say when they get like divorced or whatever. Like, I don't want to start over and make a new acquaintance. Well, yeah, man. But you came into comedy and you were able to find new friends. I did. Found Andy. That's one of the things. Yeah. No, it's opening up your environment. I did. Like I I said it when you met that dude. It's the same way that like when I met you guys, even though like me and Randolph's relationship was, I didn't like Randolph when I first met him. I mean, I tell him all the time. First couple interactions I had, I was like, "Fuck this." What was, what was the reason? I just oh, yeah. didn't like him. Put him on. <laughs> you pumped him. Uh, not even put him on. It's just I wasn't used to. Like I said, when I met you, I met you in an environment that was a professional environment first and foremost. So, um, I I just remember like he has to deal with a thousand people that were right. are brand new. Mm-hmm. And it's a talk. So when I approached him, I was probably person number nine hundred nine ninety eight. And <laughs> he was a little one. curt with me or just with some call and I was just like, Okay. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And then over time I it started to whittle away and then we started talking here and there and before I, I, one talk became one longer talk became a longer talk before you know it. You know what it is, Andy. You know what I mean? So we yeah, started talking to- another one. Right. <laughs> and now you run a show, now you see. Yeah, I see that. Well, yeah, also the people uh, think, well, you're being short with me and curt me. I'm not even being that. I'm mm-hmm. just not giving you what you think would be a normal conversation. Yeah, because well, this is a business conversation. But again, a part of that is rejection. A part of that is also. I I, uh, I I was on Martin's podcast, Overachievers, and the way we run comedy shows came up, and I, I basically said, I don't know if I said it in these words, but Randolph doesn't let people hide. Like you'll make people be themselves. Mm-hmm. So like when people used to walk up to us, for example, and, and sort of scoff that they didn't make the list, and kind of imply that someone else should have been bumped instead of them instead of saying sorry uh you got bumped tonight randolph would say okay come look at this list point to the who are you funnier than mm-hmm. point tell me right now out loud who you're funnier than and also you go tell that person that you're funnier than them and, and you're bumping them so it's like they can't hide mm-hmm. like people you don't let people sort of hide passive aggressively or whatever and i think a lot of people when they first meet randolph are like Oh shit! Like it's this is like it's I can't uh, I can't beat around the bush. Yeah, but and that know. also comes to the point where we don't want to give people the chance to either make us look within ourselves mm-hmm. or give us some t- you know what I mean some yeah. type of rejection or something. And, I, and like I said, that's was one of the things that when he pet I I was with this dude like five hours earlier. Yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, I was yeah. with him five hours earlier. We the last. <laughs> The last um, interaction I had, I laughed until my sides hurt. Mm-hmm. We were just going back and forth, and then it was, "Hey, buddy, I'm gonna go here." I'm like, "I'm going. I'm tired, dude. I'm going that way." Yeah. Oh yeah, call me tomorrow or call me 
um, this weekend so we can get together and talk. And then um, I was like, all right, man. And then the next day I was driving in to D.C. And I, he was going to be a person I was going to hit up. Mm-hmm. And then Andy called me. Right. Um, and then, like I said, it just it's it was like I said, it's just been the cherry on top of just of going through my solitude, going through why do I struggle in relationships? Why am I struggling? You know, here's the thing though. With this interaction, is, this is one thing you got to remember about yourself when you're when you're questioning yourself and all this. You weren't struggling in your relationship with him. You don't struggle in your relationship with me. You don't struggle in your relationship with Andy. So all the 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 thinking, the thoughts of that you're struggling, struggling, struggling. Are you really struggling that much? Um, I don't. No, let applying? me let me rephrase. Are it's just, not so much are you struggling just caught as in the a loop of thinking that those things. Are I happening. think a lot of it is just reflection of how much time that i let pass of not letting people in i can't, well, that's, you can't that, yeah. rest on that that's though. a natural thing yeah, or also you gotta like not rest on that the times that you could have hung out with dylan and you said yeah. no it's not not, not that i could have hung out with dylan that. it was like when you said the friend like i'll be honest this is how much that relationship meant to me just as just how much your guys's relationship mm-hmm. has meant to me was meeting new people and making new friends at this point in my life because how guarded i am how hard i am on the inside how much mm-hmm. i've been through um it's it's like falling in love almost mm-hmm. of right. that type of feeling like i made a funny thing about his passing but it was like man my new friend is so cool he likes this and he likes that and it's like yeah. i'm a little like i'm writing in a fucking diary with my right, feet up right, in the air right. and shit yeah, you know yeah, what yeah. Saying? yeah like uh uh in, <laughs> writing our names in the heart are you your first name and his last yeah. name <laughs> dominic meyer over dominic and over meyer. again yeah man and it's it was just going through that like like I said, just seeing this person made me feel good about myself every time I saw them and I was able to be, I felt like a better person around them mm-hmm. and um, where it touched base with my depression and my anxiety is of always looking for that and not having it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Feeling ill-equipped, feeling the inability to make a friend. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So then when you do make a friend, you start to question yourself because it wasn't because you weren't able to you have the skills to do it it's because you didn't want to something was holding you back ah, but no from doing not, that but in a true. way i mean that's it does it, but again that's not true because you may not have had the skills to do it you have them now <laughs> you may not have had them then you have them now through self-reflection you may not have had them then because you might have just been an asshole. That's just how it goes. <laughs> that's, <my best> <laughs> that's, just how, that's just how it goes. But that's everybody. You were kind of trash. You, yeah. have the, you have the skills <laughs> now. I mean, there's been plenty of times. Listen, I've talked about it before. I was not a good husband. You know? Not a good father. As you get older, you get, if you're lucky, you get better at it. We call can't be Andy Klein out in this motherfucker. <laughs> a lot of pressure over here. Now I can't fuck I agree with you, man. I do. So you figured out how to be, at least in this instance, you were a friend to somebody. You've been a friend to me. I let you shower in my house. Who do I you think I let do that? I've never showered here. <laughs> <laughs> well, you would never ask this motherfucker. No, I wouldn't. I just think, like I said, man, I know a, a lot of people have reached out to me over the last like week or two, and I've been talking to people, and it's just the last couple of weeks. And I, like I said, I've been going through the funk of, of I've been losing a lot of friends lately not, in I'm some ways they're not losing for you don't lose well friends. i understand what you're saying but really. yeah yeah but you you get to a point like <laughs> you i had lost a, a friend through death that's what happened i lost a friend through death i lost 
friendships because of uh, of values and, and, yeah, and of but like character. versus the guy we were talking about before. Okay, so after now you've you've terminated a friendship with him. Think back and really ask yourself: Were you really friends? Yeah, we were friends, man. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like because you can. Well, okay, and then relationships change. The relationships change. They do change. <laughs> they really change. do change. Like uh, we we became quick friends because. We didn't talk about comedy. Like, yeah, man, he went one way and he went another. Yeah, we, and the way he went was a fucking problem that all of us could see. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty obvious. We were <laughs> like, know? what's he doing? So and that's something like, and that's something that I got. I was trying to tell a couple people that reached out and like, and I've explained my situation. It was like, I've cut out a lot of negativity. I've I'm struggling with relationships with my like my family members. Like one yeah. family members can be weigh on you heavily when you're struggling in a relationship with them you know what i mean like i'm struggling with my parents right now my mom and my dad are i'm struggling communication wise with them you know what i mean there's so many different things that you can go through right um and you just you have to be open but you have to be strong in the way you feel about yourself you know what i mean like i'm struggling communicating with my parents but i let them know exactly how i feel and this is where i'm going to stand right you know what i mean that and then my emotions and stuff and that's a lot of the things that I've been processing lately um, of who I am as a man right now. You know what I mean? Like, what do I want to do? Where am I at? Um, what are my deficiencies? What am I good at? It's a lot. Of, it's been a lot of introspection. It's been heavy as fuck, man. It's been really hard. It's been really fucking heavy. That's why you don't see me. You know what I mean? I got off Facebook for a little while and that was months before any of this shit happened. It was because yeah. I was, I felt let me tell you, y'all, something, and I br- it came up. You can be depressed and not have depression. Okay, it's two totally different fucking things. Everybody can be depressed at one point in time, yeah. but depression is. Well, Petey talked about that. Is a is an ongoing thing. I heard something on TV the other day when they were talking about the suicide or mental health. It's like imagine having a fly in your head, mm-hmm. and the fly buzzes around, and sometimes it'll buzz around and be a little annoying, and you can. Bzz- and hit it and and span and it'll the fly will chill. Yeah. And then sometimes the fly is buzzing so hard in your fucking head that the only thing that you can do to turn it off is turn yourself off. Yeah. You know. Yeah. What I mean? well, that was the thing about Henry Bourdain when they said, "Oh, he he had a kid and he killed himself." Imagine being that selfish to kill yourself. I'm like, imagine thinking that your child would be better without you. Right. Did you think about that? Imagine having that thought in your head, like. I would be so much of a I would be so much of a burden on my child that it would be better if I was just gone. Or imagine not having any thoughts <laughs> one way or the other. Imagine that. Right. That you don't have any thoughts. He clearly loved his child. He talks about it all the time. <laughs> you know? It's not a love thing. It's not Exactly. So when people said that I was like, it's get a, the it's, fuck it's out of pain. here. Pain, it's it's a it's it's just imagine being in front of a fire hose. All the time. You know what I mean? And you can put your hand in the front and it doesn't hit you in the face, but it's still hitting you in the body. Yeah. And then right. sometimes you put away and you're just like, you know what? Just fucking blow me off of this. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Blow yeah. me off and of this your thing. your kid can't block it. Yeah. yeah. Having a kid, you know. But yeah. people do that with relationships too. They have that a bad relationship. relationship so they say, let's have a dog. kid to save our relationship. Yeah. Say, so, well, that's not the way that works. That's it's it's just going to be the presence of a kid or some positive element doesn't doesn't just negate anything having a kid can fucking (laughs) it'll hurt the relationship trust trust and believe it can hurt you doesn't always help (laughs) (laughs) it can hurt you Uh, trust and believe you're gonna be tired all the time and pissed off yeah (laughs) no you agree i i I tried 
Man, when you're I was, the one who wanted kids. Have that yeah, argument. that's that shit will happen. <laughs> I didn't even want this thing. My, I, I, I'm upfront about it. Like I said, my son, he saved my life, and it sounds cliche. It sounds what you call it, but the way that the whole pro, like I, I mean, said, you, it's, you stop beating up girls in bathrooms. <laughs> Being up meaning sex, everyone. Yeah, yeah. yeah. At, at uh, at Golden Corral. Golden Corral. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like trash. Man, when I was sixteen, I tried to kill myself. You know what I'm saying? Like I struggled with the height of my my sexual abuse and shit like that. Was yeah. That shit went through during my puberty period. Yeah. You know what I mean? So then that set me off down a whole different, you know what I mean? Avenue of questions of of just tearing me down to the build. You know what I mean? The foundation. Right. And then and it didn't work. You know yeah. what I mean? I took a fucking bunch of pills and I fucking just ended up vomiting in bed. You take Flintstones? Yeah, my multivitamins. Yeah. <laughs> and then woke up the next morning <laughs> and just chewables. kept that shit to myself. Oh, so you didn't even do it. It wasn't even the cry for attention thing. You didn't like tell people or write a note, I guess. No, it was just a bunch. And then, like I said, and I held that shit. What'd in. you take? A fucking like a shitload of aspirin, dude. Aspirin? Yeah. A shit, like the whole fucking, the, the fucking genericus ass oh okay yeah aspirin that you can just get just says aspirin on it yeah it just says aspirin on it with yeah. a fucking cross uh <laughs> skull yeah. and crossbones <laughs> on the back for the warnings and you took a bunch of aspirin and it just it didn't work yeah. you know what i mean because i i'm a kid and i think oh god people kill themselves with pills all the time right um and i did and didn't work i woke up with a feeling great the next morning no i'm just well kidding. aspirin it <laughs> takes the pain away <laughs> there clear you go. Head. And what's oh my called? back feels wonderful uh, so you but you puked it all up you threw just it up. puked it all up man yeah. i went to sleep and puked it all up woke up then like a million hours later and just was puked in my bed yeah but and, then it, that didn't make you think i gotta do this i gotta try again like did, did you have thoughts of like well i gotta get it right next time or did you just walk when away? you open up the door the door always stays open okay okay this is something like people have to understand I think Petey will probably say the same thing is that when you're dealing with mental health and then you cross that line, there's you, it's open. Yeah. You know, that door opens. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not like you open up a door and you're like, ah, there's nothing in here. You opened up the door, you know, there's a room in there. Right. You know what I mean? I opened up the door and I knew, and through my life, that door has always been there. Mm-hmm. I see the door. I see the door a lot sometimes. Um, and I'm not saying that I'm that somehow active do it, but I know the door is there. Yeah. You, you see, that was the Bourdain thing. He had had those thoughts early in his life, and people were like, "Well, now he's successful and famous, and he doesn't feel that way just anymore." Just go away. Yeah. Do you know how scary that feels? You yeah. know what I mean? Like that's why I have anxiety. You know what I mean? My a lot of my anxiousness and my anxiety is is always thinking about the other shoe that's going to drop. Right. You know right. what I mean? Like. He, I told Randolph this earlier. I haven't talked. We weren't even talking. I hadn't seen you guys in a couple weeks. I haven't. Don't even go to like the draft house, and and I wasn't going there before that. And it was just some. I was just getting really anxious and getting in my head a lot of different things. But I was like, dude, professionally, both at my job and then doing comedy, I'm fucking dope as shit right now. Mm-hmm. Everything has been going good. I look back like this last year, like, and I'm. And we get, or I'm competitive, and I'm like, oh, I want this show, I want that show. Yeah. But then I look back, and I was like, I opened up for four big dudes. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? I've been on almost every big show. I'm, I'm, my comedy's growing. I'm getting more comfortable. Work. I got a promotion. I'm making dope money. Blah blah blah. But when the, I'm not in that realm in that zone. I'm back. I'm looking mm-hmm. at the door. I'm looking at inside of my head. 
Am I, ha- I, you know what I mean? I'm dealing with my relation. That's what people don't understand is you still have to deal and process right. with so many things. Like I sit with, you know what I mean, my lady and I'm struggling and not giving her enough emotion and shit like that. And then it's killing me on the inside because she deserves more, but I'm only capable of giving so much at this point mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And that makes you feel like shit. You know what I mean? And then I look at the door. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And and uh, and that's why I try to tell people. You know what I mean? And then you look at the. Whenever we go through things like this, whenever you're in depression, when you have mental health, mental illness, we just we always look at the door. You know what I mean? Right. Because we know what pain is. Right. You know what I mean? And we know what happiness is. Right. You know what I mean? We know we can't, we, we just struggle not having one or the, it's always one or the other mm-hmm. a lot with us. You know what I mean? But we know what's in that middle. Yeah. You know what I mean? We know what can take away right. pain and happiness, but we don't have to worry about the, the, you know what I mean, the problems that come from either one. Because you can have problems when you're happy. It's fun. <laughs> yeah. You Absolutely. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Absolutely. Well, I mean, you know, his death is just another, another, uh, it's just another step forward in your life. You know, I've been telling people and it sounds like a cliche and if something happened to my wife or to, or to Ava or to one of you guys or to somebody else I was close to or Lambert or Rod, you know, the people inside my circle, my brother, Troy, my parents, I'd be devastated. But the sun's gonna rise tomorrow. It, it just is, and that's that's uh, not meant to comfort nor nor um, depress. It's just it is what it is. The sun's gonna come up tomorrow, and the next day, and the next day, and the next day, and it don't stop. You know, because it don't care. Life don't care. Life just keeps coming. You know, so you just gotta keep plodding forward with the journey. You know, I'm not an anti-suicide pe- person. I'm not of these people who commit suicide or weak. I'm not none of that. Um, particularly somebody who's dealing with depression, people don't understand how depression is a, is an actual disease because you can't see it. You know, and everybody feels sad sometimes, so they just think that and that's they, what it you, is. That's the one of the worst things <laughs> yeah. I try to tell people: everybody sadness and depressed and depression. It, or they they think you can, they can talk you out of it. Yeah, or you feel depressed. Yeah. You don't feel depression. You just feel depressed. You know, that's what um, uh, Jim Jeffries does that great joke about owning a gun. He said yeah. most people who end up suicide, you come in with a handgun in your house. Well, I would never kill myself. Well, maybe you won't. But everybody gets sad sometimes, <laughs> from time to time. Right. We all get a little sad. That's just how it goes, man. <laughs> okay, don't don't ever think you're above anything. <laughs> is what I would tell somebody. Don't think you're above anything, you know. But it is. This is your first. It's not your first. Well, it's your first one to somebody that was like this to you. You know what I mean? No, I and mean at this it, it point, wasn't. It wasn't so much po- like ah, his, but it's this point in your life. So now oh, you're in a that, new space can, where yeah. you're feeling th- you're feeling things differently emotionally, and your your emotions are in a new space, a new place, a new thing. And now this this Isaiah, this we happens. talked about this shit a while back when we were talking about the Jay Z shit, and the, a lot of the blowback from women and from people in general was, well, it took them long enough. They, nobody gets to decide. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And which Listen, made me man. mad because I was like, you don't get to decide. Listen, like I said, yeah, exactly. Man. Like I said, I'm 39. I'll be 40 in September. And 
I'm unpacking, and it makes me feel like shit sometimes because I know that thought process Boy. is out there, and it's just that <laughs> <Boy>. <laughs> I'm I'm just fucking I'm just learning this new shit. You know what I mean? Right. Because I I had poor <laughs> yeah. coping skills. Therapist told me, man, she was like, "You gotta know how to forgive yourself." That's that's a big part of it is knowing how to forgive yourself and being honest with yourself and learning things about yourself because you feel bad. I feel bad about, man, I feel bad about all kinds of stuff. I feel bad about, there are people I should have cursed out. <laughs> I feel bad that I didn't curse somebody out. You know what I mean? I feel bad about other uh, actions that I've made. Of course you do. You're just going to, you know? And you just reflect on them. Like I said, we all can't be any client out this motherfucker. <laughs> Yeah, well, I'm not some kind of ideal. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> emotionally unavailable. That's why I, I say when you when you tell me that, um, like you look to me, I guess to be intellectually, to think on these things and stuff like that. You look to me for the things that I say and for the ideas and stuff like that. I appreciate it, but that's fucking pressure, man. <laughs> oh, I know it's pressure. I know it drives <laughs> on certain to what you call. But what I mean by that scary, is like it can be some Nick, scary. You know how many people pressure. hit me up and be like, "Your boy Randolph tripping again on fucking Facebook like, or some shit like that," and I'm like, and I talk to him about. It. I'm no like, one does that with me. <laughs> that's weird. <laughs> yeah, they'll go, yeah, "Your motherfucking boy Randolph," and I and I tell people, I'm like, listen, man. The dude is righteous about this shit. You know what I mean? That's why Yeah, it, it feels over the top for you or it feels too much for you because you don't know the inside of that person. But I seen this motherfucker get the same reaction talking about a motherfucking uh, yard sale with his wife and shit. And he was yelling at the fucking lady who was talking about, remember the shit about the yard sale? <laughs> I see, like I said, he lives that life. So it's so genuine to me that I appreciate it. Because I know the inner work, you know what I mean, the inner workings of it, the trappings yeah. of it. The all, shit I would ask, all I would ask somebody is, why does it why does it make you feel some kind of way about the things that I write? Oh, no. That's, that's what I ask. Why, why does it make you feel some kind of way? And, but, and like is I told him, it was like, he lives that life. Tell me that it's wrong and tell me how. As he you lives that life, that's his life. You know what you life. could do is just not follow me. But it also tells the the the... the, the, the it tells you about the type of how far per people are willing to go to really get to know people. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And that's kind of one of the yeah, biggest you know, things that I, what I'm saying now is like. About is the thing about social, social media, although I'm very open with the type of person that I am. You know where I stand on my politics and where I stand on. But that's still the crux of you as a but person. you don't particularly know me, but you know where I stand on mm -hmm. those on those things. I'm very open about. But it about if you're so smart, really, it doesn't I take don't a. Have if, to, I don't have to to. Um, oh, to campaign for somebody, oh you, you know I. You know what the fuck I feel. How the fuck I've, I've told you. Well, also that you shouldn't need me to keep explaining this shit to you over and over and over. I've told you. You post provocative things, mm -hmm. and it provokes people. Yep. That's kind of the and goal. That's the, yeah, that's kind and so of the when point. people have that's a. That's why I say so I would ask them. Well, why do you? Why do you feel that way? Well, if they have a reaction where they're like rejecting it, mm -hmm. sometimes that might cause them to say, "Well, why am I reflexively rejecting it rather than thinking maybe I'm wrong?" Yeah. Or a big one know, was when I posted that the gay black people are not more homophobic than any other group. Oh. <laughs> there were so many black people who were like, "Yes, we are." No, we're not. Yes, we are. Listen, in my experience, I'm like, well, your experience is closed because it's, you know, that's the group you interact with. 
So you're saying that we're we're worse than every other group in the country. We're the worst. That's what you're. That's what you're really saying. You're saying that we're the worst. Well, we're not. <laughs> we're not. We're no more we're homophobic. Conditioned that way. We're no more homophobic than any other group. You Break just ourselves down before we even yourself. think about it. That was a big one that people didn't like. I'm like, that's fine. Dispute what I'm saying. You're you're not going to be able. So I've thought this shit through. It's just a reflex thing of we are the worst. What you need, man? Oh, we're one hour three. Uh, yeah, yeah, we're not. The, I mean, man, we're not the worst of anything. We just there's no there's no negative consequence for us to be homophobic for a, a black kid your your son's age to be homophobic. There's no negative consequence for him because people expect it. You know, there goes Randolph be. again talking about homophobia. <laughs> <laughs> God, making it all gay. Gay. Now people say you say black people. I'm not say black people weren't homophobic. I said we're not more homophobic, <laughs> right? Yeah, you know, that's that's two different things. Well, it's just like and homophobia is bad. <laughs> <laughs> Shouldn't be homophobic. <laughs> Shouldn't be homophobic. That's bad. You just gotta, man. If I give you any advice, like I said, if you listen to this rambling for whatever it is, but first of all, get help. I can't keep telling people like without help, I wouldn't be here. Point blank. Period. And, I'm, and I don't mean that like I would have killed myself. That would have been a possibility. But it also could have been me losing my anger and fucking somebody up in the street. Right. And being in I've had those. I got out of car one time because a dude beeped his horn at me at a fucking traffic light. Oh, you got at the light? You got at out? Loudoun County Parkway. I was oh. driving down. And I was going through some shit, and my t- my anger is bad, and this dude was behind. You know how you get caught like in between? Like, let's mm-hmm. say we had a four-wheel stop, and the traffic's so bad that you get caught right in the right, fucking right, four-way, right. Yeah, and then yeah. another car is one, which one caught? So I wasn't going to leave. I yeah. wasn't going to go in because I knew I was going to get caught, and this dude, which one caught? And then... Um, we get right over the back. He's beeping his horn. So I the just, horn is the worst. He got, I got out the car. And I yeah. banged on his fucking and then window. His, then his I, eyes got big. Oh, I shit. his door open. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, and I was just like, I'll beep your motherfucking horn again. What did he look like? <laughs> oh, he's white Andy. <laughs> Scared white Andy. How, yeah. what, how, how big, kind of socks was he wearing? How big did his eyes get? And that's, but that could have easily been somebody that blew my fucking yeah, head off. Out that way. You know what I'm saying? Like, and But that's where I've been at in a lot of different, I could say, that's what I've been looking at. Like, Let me ask a question. Did he... Back down? Did he apologize? Did he my bad? Did he? Yo, you know what he did? I swear to God, this is what he did. He got scared. Yeah. When I did that shit, and I stood like almost breaking down. I was like, "Beep your motherfucking horn again!" Yeah. I fucking dare you. Yeah. And then when the light changed and I got back in my car, he got he drove past he me. Beeped. He looked at me and then he made like a dick sucking move. <laughs> he oh. Was like, oh, that's weak. Right. That's he did this shit. shit. Yeah. He should have been. And th- this, you know where I'm, you're going to know exactly where I'm talking about because uh-huh. he does that. He pulls in front of me and then he turns to go into that old AOL complex. Yeah, yeah. So I yeah. followed his ass into the you AOL followed complex. <laughs> you followed him? Yeah. And All then right. he fucking took off and what okay. you call And then I just turned around and well, got Well, he made back. a dick sucker. What is that? <laughs> yeah. Like he, it was over at that point. Yeah. Uh, no. I, when people, I don't know what it is about the beep. When people beep at me, I, I, uh, I don't get out <laughs> but um but man do i wish i wish all kinds of horrible you don't things get out on and them. flip some shit <laughs> no i don't try to flip shit uh um, yeah, i wish here's the thing i wish i wish for them to die in a fiery accident <laughs> i imagine their kids as orphans like i and i'm like yeah your kids are gonna grow up as orphans you f-, like you know in my mind i'm like i'm wishing all kinds of horrific shit on this person i would never yeah. get out but 
I I hate that when people. One it does, man. Back, one time time you're not, you're one not time a, I was driving back from a gig in uh, Texas, and uh, <laughs> Amy was in the car with me. She yeah. went to the gig with me, and I could see this car behind us. It was weaving, driving yeah. real fast and weaving, and it it wove around me, and then like cut back in front of me real quick. And I said to myself, I hope that that motherfucker gets to an accident and two seconds later he's just one of the boom yeah. on the side of the road I just had, same thing happened to me once I had to stop the car I yeah. the car <laughs> try not to laugh told Amy stay in the car <laughs> I got, out, got out and ran over to see make the dick sucking move I was uh, that's a that's a fun place to become aware of your powers yeah <laughs> like, yeah. and like I, I said all three of us have that same reaction I wish but we all have all different coping mechanisms yeah. Yeah. and then some and I'm the poorest of the three and then for mines was would put me in dangerous situations you know what i mean like when we talk about the shit like we clown well, you listen to some gangsters paradise yeah like this fucking sex and shit <laughs> yeah. that, a, a, another terrible coping mechanism you know what right. i mean for yes. me well i mean there are worse ones you. you know no i know it's everybody like like i feel like for you you got structured by going to the military uh you threw yourself into working out like some people throw themselves into drug abuse and things like that when they're dealing with it like there are some people get super but see religious. i drank i was an alcoholic for a little bit man. that's all right, a little bit that's okay you know what i mean i was a like oh monday imagine, through imagine thursday where imagine where you're at if you don't have the structure yeah, yeah. oh if i didn't have the structure in the, i was drunk in uniform in the military yeah. Yeah. A so tons of fucking time without that without that military you in the gutter yeah exactly. <laughs> oh, i know i am man <laughs> some gut. people get super religious because they're running from things yeah, it's uh, a you know there are things that sort of wind up having a net positive and a lot of things that are super destructive which is where people get they go to jail or they get strung out or whatever <clears throat> so at least you sort of i mean that's a big hill to climb to get over that shit when you're in your 20s you don't really know what life is about mm-hmm. you sought out structure and you sought out more or less positive things, you know. I mean, if you didn't have muscles, imagine imagine a skinny dude banging on that window. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. Like he would have probably made me suck his dick. <laughs> suck it while you're up. Suck. It. Okay, sir. Just don't hit your horn. He wouldn't be fucking beeping his horn if I was sucking his dick. I'm sorry, sir. You you have a nice day with your Acura. <laughs> Bunch of Acuras out there. Yeah, man. It's you got guys, man. You. Reem Randolph had talked to me a little bit afterwards, and it was the same reason why. I, and it wasn't that I didn't want to go eat with or hang with my friends. It was just that I didn't need nobody to talk to me, to diagnose well, me. That's to, what I told. That's what I said to Petey when everybody was saying after the. Because uh, I knew people were going to do that. After Bourdain, I just, we didn't do any of that, though. We didn't, we didn't talk about any of that. No, we just, it was a hangout. <laughs> it was just a hangout. Yeah. That we purposely did that. No one talked to me. I don't know if we purposely did it, but I know. We just had. Man, we talked about Jordan. We talked about. Um, yeah, we dude talked getting basketball. punched in the face. Yeah, <laughs> but see, for me, I'm like, and I'm being honest. Pow. If I would have been with y'all, I would have uh, processed it as no. I would have processed as these guys are trying to make me not think about mm-hmm. this. Yeah, and then yeah, it would have yeah. made because me think about is, it because everything is about you. Yeah, it would. Yeah. At yeah, that moment exactly, in time, yeah. I'm very selfish. Exactly. Everything is about you. you. And it's not. We're sitting there having a conversation. The reason why we're having a conversation is because we're processing the moments ourselves and moving forward. You know. And also I mean? sometimes distraction from the moment is beneficial. Oh, I don't disagree. Like let's with just you. get away. I mean, my brother died like, you know, the same it was similar in that he just suddenly died one morning. And then, like, so it's like that it's a whole day we're all at my mother's house. And at some point, I'm like, oh, I got to go home and walk the dog. 
you know, like a, a bit of normalcy. Normalcy. And then here I am, like just walking the dog, like every other day. You know what I mean? And then later that night, I was like, I got a podcast upload, so let me get away from this and go do that, and it'd be like a normal Wednesday night as opposed to this thing just happened. Mm-hmm. At that point in time, when Randolph said to me, I had an escape. Mm-hmm. And that's why I didn't yeah. want to hang out with Randolph yeah. and, and you guys. And I didn't really hang out with them. It was almost, I ended up giving a dude a ride there. That's the only reason why I went to another spot. Because oh, I think if okay. I would have got in the car by myself, I would have just been driving. That's yeah. I would have just been rolling. People were like, you got you to gotta reach out to people and you got to check in with people. I'm like, just be somebody's friend. <laughs> that. That's it. I've there's reached just, out to all my people that, we, that was touched there's by this. You, can do. you know so what I mean? Be like, you're good? Yeah. What's going on? Yeah, I'm not good. Do. You know, you need to go talk to somebody, right? So all I can ask you is, come on, man, eat with us. No, I'm good. Okay. I can't keep banging and banging and banging because I'm not. I'm not a brain wrangler. <laughs> I don't know. Right. You know the skill. I don't have the skills to do that. So I'm not finna fuck around trying to wrangle on. You know, wrangling. Who the hell knows what kind of damage I can end up doing? <laughs> I would just as soon not do that. You know what I mean? Come on, man. Quit being a bitch. Come eat with us. You don't need to be in. And then you go fucking drive off in the rain. Yeah. <laughs> and, get, and die. Because yeah. I'm mad. And then a motherfucker yeah. beat this horn. You know? Now I got to suck this dude's dick. <laughs> and my friend died. In the rain. It's yeah. So yeah. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> I'm, I can't. I'm not going to. I'm going to ask you. I think I asked you a couple of times. You were like, no. I was like, all right, man. And then I texted you later. That's my text. You text me when you get home. So I know you made it home. And you texted me later on that night. And that was it. And then my wife was like, I'm worried about Dominic. I said, oh, Dominic just texted me. She was like, I'm worried about him. I said, he'll be all right. She, I know. It's been it's rough, man. It's big been. Ass. It's, yo, yo, big ass guy. I cried. We got, was on a motherfucking beach having tacos, little, little and I started way. crying out of nowhere. And now, where did you go? We went to uh, Fort Lauderdale. Okay. And just like I said, because I, it was came my butt, on, you know what I mean? And then I'm, tan, very Puerto Rico I'm organizing like something for my buddy, like a little, uh, um, in memory of some, a you little f- tight pants? food you, benefit. You, you something that out? we talk about all, like I said, little stupid shit like that. You have ankles out? Did you put your, you but put I your... went to therapy three times Okay. in the last, you know what I mean? I went to therapy with my son. Oh, really? You know what I mean? About a, two weeks ago to get him in a really structured therapy mm-hmm. um, session. And because I know what I'm going through and I know the person that I am now, I'm proud of it. Don't get me wrong, blah, blah, blah. But it, I don't want my son to have to go this long when I know those problems are there. Like the other day we were somewhere and someone, Oh, my son got his eye bust open playing basketball. So we're in the emergency room. Mm. And then, um, the lady tells him, she starts joking about him with some shit. And then she was like, well, I bet your mom or whatever. And then my son was like, I don't got a mom. Hmm. All right. Listen, people, my son's mom is alive and well. This bitch got another kid. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, he deals with that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And um, I know he's he's not well. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I can be upfront and as a parent know that my son's not well. You know what I mean? On that aspect of relationships, of communication, of expressing himself. Mm-hmm. It's so layered. There's so many different things that go one and the other. You never, you know how it is to be a man to know that you are you don't have the skills? Imagine mm-hmm. being a child and feeling even more helpless than what normally is just built in your, well, here's the thing, in your, in your child DNA. Here's the thing, though. As a man... You you recognize the fact that I I got to get him to somebody who can wrangle up the brain a little bit because I can't do this. So you you know that. How many parents do that? 
particularly, you know, just I'm not even saying our community. Well, our community is distrustful of that. I will say we are distrustful of mental health professionals. Yeah, you're talking to a parent but right we now have, who's distrustful we of it for a long time. Every, we have every reason to be mm-hmm. distrustful yeah, no, of I the agree. medical community. Again. We have every reason to be distrustful. So it's not like you know we don't have reasons. tell white people to get out of my face with that ADHD <laughs> medicine and shit? Like yeah. we, first thing, we ain't, he ain't getting no pills. Yeah, we don't have need to every be on no pills. Because, yes, because, he did. Because you think that, okay, these motherfuckers are trying to drug us or some shit like that. Well, why do you think they're trying to drug us? Because you did it before, motherfucker. That's why I think that. I read the memes. You know how many times I got my ass beat for the same things that I've seen. Oh, you listen to Hotep's? That I see my son going through. The tapping of the knee when I'm nervous. The moving a million miles an hour. I can't think. I can't concentrate. My attention is is gone you know what i mean my yeah. anxiety's kicking in um and then my then all of a sudden my dad's kicking in because he's fucking me up you know what i'm saying Bruh. yeah and uh, let me tell you the most part we touching millions of different fucking things i'm sorry i'm all over the place but one of the worst things that ever happened to me in life that gave me an eye-opening experience in life was as a dad my son was probably about seven eight years old now yeah around that eight seven eight nine which i'm called and I I really can't even remember what he did, but we got we got into it. He had to get punished, and I was so angry, upset. I whooped my son. All right, mm-hmm. I whooped him with a belt, and um, I remember hitting my son, and he was so upset that in the middle of me hitting my son, he yelled at me, "Hit me more! I deserve it!" Hmm. And I never recovered from that. Yeah. You know what I mean? I I pretty much stopped instantly, and I was I was crushed. You know what I mean? I never recover from that. Mm-hmm. I've mm-hmm. never used that type of punishment on my son ever again from it because it haunts me to the to hear what the, it wasn't a deterrent. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? If anything, he was embracing the pain. Mm-hmm. He wanted more pain. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. To dull the pain. And he already had, right? right, right in a right, way, right, 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 let me right, right. compound my pain with more pain. You know what I mean? And that's a fix for some people. It's like cutting your wrists. You know yeah. what I mean? It's cut. You know what I mean? Slit, making marks on you, shit like that. Yeah, they can control it, and they can control when the pain stops. It, it, and that's what he he took the power back yeah. in that situation. And then I was helpless. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, how did I get this helpless when I was supposed to be the dude in power with the rod in my hand? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You don't need a rod. And now I don't. It, it, and and those are the things that you like. I said you got to. Pro- I had to talk that shit oh, out. You were taught. Taught. You were taught that. Oh, I definitely was taught Goddamn that. Goddamn slavery bullshit. I was taught that. Slavery. Give me a B. Give me an I. <laughs> Give me a B. Give me an L. Give me an E. Squiggly. Bible says beat them. <laughs> Fuck out of here. <laughs> Fuck out. Fuck out of here. And man, I don't feel funny. And I'm killing it on stage and I'm writing jokes and oh, shit. Oh, I don't feel funny. I don't feel funny at all. Andy's the only one, only funny one that I know right uh, now. I don't feel funny. I don't feel funny. I've been feeling pretty good lately. <laughs> I'm coming off the stage barely holding Sorry, on guys. my anxiety attack. I don't feel funny Sorry, at all. Guys. Yeah. I'm funny. I'm this is a I'm funny in uh I I I've said it before. I remember Patrice saying uh, I was much funny before I started doing stand up. I feel the same way. I was much funnier just in regular conversation. Now I'm not funny at all. Have you noticed how much you enjoy, you used to probably enjoy a regular conversation with people? Yeah. And then now nope. that you consider yourself funny or you tell jokes, nope. then when people make, you'd be like, man, this shit is not. I funny. hung out with some people. 
That's just that I was a horrific joke you just told. A friend of mine was getting married, so he had like a little bachelor party thing. Uh-huh. I hung out with some people who I don't really know that well. A couple of them I knew. And the whole time I was like, these people don't riff. <laughs> <laughs> I would say something like, not not even, I was just like making a little joke, expecting like, oh, then you say your thing, then you say your thing, and then I'm going to say my thing again. And they just, it wouldn't happen. <laughs> like, they're not riffing. Like, it would, it would just be like, I would, they would say my thing, and they'd be like, huh, and go back to it. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be like, no, 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 guys, this is the beginning yeah. of a riff. I Don't you see? To, I just talked to a father yesterday Yeah. at uh, soccer practice who was like, uh, so I uh, heard you're a comedian. Where do you perform at? Oh, around here. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I was telling my wife, uh, and they told me you were a comedian. I was like, oh, I, I, I can't even believe that. He's so quiet. I was like, it's got a lot of talk to you. I get that same I want to talk to any of y'all. If I can help it. <laughs> if I can help it. My wife says you're so funny. Uh, I'm gonna <laughs> offend you. Yeah, I'm going <laughs> check my Facebook and then we'll Probably talk. Probably gonna offend you when I start talking so. afterwards. Well, that's so. the thing with your act, Randolph. Your act is in transition right now. Yeah, very much. Over the last couple of years, like your act before, like if people buy Blue Magic, it was very much slice yeah. of life. Yeah, I'm not like, really like that. It was like you know, <laughs> uh, relationship stuff, wife stuff, kids stuff. Yep. And now your act is resembling more of your Facebook feed. Yeah. Which means it's a new direction. So whenever you take a new direction, it's like I'm not, I don't feel as good at this no. as I did a couple of years ago when I was doing the other thing. So it's like that's what happened to Patrice. Literally, mm-hmm. he said he started talking about real shit as opposed to just going up and being funny. Right. And he had a period of time where he wasn't as good a comedian. Right. The whole time I was in New York. People were like, oh, Patrice, there's a lot of hit and yeah. miss. Yeah, one time I was hosting, he came, in, he came yeah. in and did like 40 at yeah. the Broadway. Yeah. And it was fine. And a lot of it was that, you know, because he worked overseas and there were some Australian people in the audience and some overseas, so he was able to yeah. riff and talk with them for about 20 minutes. Good, it was 20 good strong minutes, but the stuff he was doing wasn't really funny. But he was funny. But then eventually he got to Elf in the Room. Right, you know, but God, the, so there was good. a there was a period of time where it was like he's learning a new dialect. Right, right. and that's how I, yeah, I I feel like there's a lot of stuff I just I don't uh, want to talk about, but there's still I do still like t- if the if something happens to me, and my wife is funny like before, but it used to be like I'm just gonna right because that's what we talk about, right? We talk about my wife, talk about kids, I just talk about my kid if it's funny, right? You know, but. I never wanted to talk about politics on stage, and I have been. Right. Not because I, not because I was afraid of in the Kevin Hart vein of, um, hey man, I don't do politics. I didn't talk because it made me too mad. <laughs> so right. I was like, probably I, I can't do this because I get too mad. Well, that's the challenge. Is now how do I find yeah. funny in that? Yeah, but now it's it's uh, yeah. That's the thing now is how do I how do I make this funny? And I've been moderately successful at it, but I don't feel funny at all. You on the other hand are doing well. <laughs> <laughs> He's talking about Dominic, guys. Yeah, Dominic. Andy doesn't. Andy doesn't. Andy's fine. Don't, but I've been worry, in that don't lane. worry about what Andy. I've He's been in fine. that lane for a long time. Yeah. So for me, it's like let me let me distill this presidency into comedy. Yeah. And say, well, I've been kind of training that way. I couldn't talk about my. If I went up to talk about my relationship, it would be awful. <laughs> I've never done relationship. Yeah, shows. and I can do that with ease. Yeah, I can do that with. And I've been. I, I don't even. What I've been do doing is talking more ease. about how I am as a person. Yeah, on yeah. stage, and that's helped me grow. I can do relationships all day. I can do that easily. But I my, know the stuff. I don't get mad at my relationship. It's not that yeah. I'm too mad. It's just I don't yeah. notice the funny points. Right, right. Whereas if I'm watching 
a, a press conference with Sarah Huckabee Sanders or something, the comedy light bulb is going off. Yeah. That there's a bit in yeah. that. There's for a bit me, in that. And for me, I'm mad. I'm like, yeah. this fucking Yeah. God. Right. And see, I look Damn. at life of that. It's like, oh, this every like you said, I'm looking at my relationship, the shit inside yeah. my house, yeah. the shit. I always look at the point like this is too funny. Yeah. But and those type of things, relationships, my kid, I can do that. Yeah. <laughs> I can do that. I can do that all day. But you said something we we don't have to talk about forever, but you said something like you said, like life just doesn't stop. No. Life doesn't no. stop, and then no. like and the reason why I'm bringing this up no. is that life doesn't stop, and some coming. of us ain't aren't equipped to deal with that part sometimes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. When life is just keep, you want to concentrate like let's say my death of my friend or my abuse or something like this, but that train of life keeps going. Right? You know what I mean? So you you end up doing one or two things: you shut the light off permanently right or you you throw it in the back of the closet Mm -hmm. you know you open up the door and you just throw the junk in there and you close the door yeah you know what i'm saying that's what that door is right for a lot of us these are this it's the it's the eternal door i'm gonna open it up and when it closes it's all going dark bro or i'm gonna open it up and i'm gonna throw my shit in there you know what i mean i'm gonna close it but i always know it's there and then what happens to some of us and probably what happened to Anthony or anyone who chooses that it's that if you let that shit pile up too when you open up the door it just falls on top mm-hmm. of you it and then fall, you, it falls you, on you you can't do even nothing about it even when you're trying it. to deal with it and it doesn't even have to be one one doesn't have to be a whole bunch of things it can no, just be, it can be one a combination little small of things, thing it's just because from time to time we all get sad <laughs> <laughs> just it just happens my son was like why are you crying because i can nigga that's why and he makes a dick sucking <laughs> thing yeah he does dick and you follow thing. around hey come back here goes into his bedroom puts on gangster life <laughs> <laughs> that the dick sucking move is bizarre that's stranger than the horn yeah yeah he did that shit that's that white boy shit yeah he did that boop, boop, and i was just that shit infuriated like, me boy like, well, it's just it's just what does that mean yeah what are you trying to like convey? with the tongue in the cheek and shit and just like, like, like ooh, ooh, i want to suck your dick yeah, you i was just like oh work yeah <laughs> and i just followed him you into this fucking dick? The, the move is the middle finger if you're yeah. gonna do a parting shot as you drive away you yeah. do the middle finger or hit your horn again that's yeah. the real move beep, 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 like beep, oh you gonna tell me not to hit you my just horn drive off with your hand on the horn yeah, so you right. hear that you hear the departing horn. Right, and then you, the next day you go to the the auto parts store. And like, do you have like the general Lee, Lee horn? I want to <laughs> I want to really get people with my horn next time. I don't like this little beep beep. Yeah. I want to really get people. Beep, beep. But you know the dick sucking move doesn't make any sense at all. It, 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 you know what? The jerk off move would have been way better. Yeah, the little like a uh, little jerk like any like, hand gesture to me in that. Yeah. Would have probably set me off, man. Yeah, but it's just I'm wondering what was going on in his mind. Somehow like, he's trying to tell you that you're gay. Yeah. That's basically what this comes gay. down to. In some way, somehow, you're gay. It would be gay. Gay. And you're like, you're going to AOL. You're gay. Yeah. You're so gay that he wouldn't get out of the car. Going to AOL headquarters. To tell you to say nothing to Gay OL. But then I look back and say, like, how scary that shit is like that right i you don't went know. there yeah, yeah you, don't, you know what i mean i went yeah, i tell people know. all the time like this loud, is why i don't loud, fuck around I, i've County, gone to places i've gone to a point where <laughs> it could be bad man and why would i want to be around people or put myself in situations right that would get me there and that's and that's again that's another part of mental health mental illness depression of you also become so aware of your negative reaction to everything that your response is then 
I'm not going to put myself in any situations. Mm-hmm. Right. So then you get into your solitude and then you feed your depression. Dude, it's just, it's a lot. And like I said, you just, you got to get help from a professional that knows what he's doing and don't go to the first professional because you got to find someone who can get in tune with you. I'm on my third therapist. Yeah. You know what I mean? My first two were trash. I just didn't oh, like were them. They? Trash. You know what I mean? <laughs> Did they put your feet on their feet on your couch or anything? <laughs> <laughs> one was just a dude that talked way too much and it didn't feel like I was fucking I gave you a name she's just you too know. far away from you yeah but then I found a dude you know what I mean I found mm-hmm. a guy he's a hair dude. lip and it, I get <laughs> he's a hair yeah lip. he's a hair lip and I fucking get sometimes I, my ADD gets so fixed on his, his hair lip uh-huh. that then I start and they, fuck one time he has a hair lip then I couldn't look at his hair lip and I started looking at his socks, and his socks had a hole in it. Oh, no. So that started You sure you don't want to go talk to, yeah, him, so talk to the person? And then he caught me looking at his sock with the hole in it, and then Did I he... looked up. Then he caught me staring at it, and then before <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know it, I just started staring at the painting. <laughs> that was... Did he cover? Did he like put his, his other foot behind the, 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 the bad sock or in front of it, like no, cover he just, up the hole? Like, I was like, "What is going on right yeah. now?" I couldn't concentrate. Yeah, that's right. Look at my whole my sock. Yeah, you no, got a like, problem with that shit. With that, and I was just like, "Oh, I can't." No, I couldn't do it, man. I'm gonna bring this one home. Bring it home. It's been a good talk, man. Yeah, this is uh, hour twenty eight. Twenty eight. Y'all got some interesting two podcasts out of us. Yeah, some of you only got one. Uh, well, yeah, fucking some of you loaders. fucking freeloaders. Free we want to thank Dominic for coming in and sharing with us and sharing in our safe space. <laughs> this is a no judgment zone. Sitting in the no judgment, no judgment safe zone. space zone. Safe spaces <laughs> for everyone. And yes, I'll come on more often. Stop fucking asking me when I'm going to come on. Oh, are people asking you? Yeah. This motherfucker. You can't ask him, man. Dom, come on through. Oh, no, man. Uh-oh. Dude, I can't. And that's well, on a regular off, day. No, no. <laughs> you are the worst. Wait, lining up the time to come on here. Because you'll hit me up at like 1130 and be like, yo, could you podcast? Like I ain't got well, shit to do. Something happened usually. If something like that happens, that's a that's a bench move. That's oh, that's fucking made me feel fantastic. That's because something happened. <laughs> you should feel fantastic because if I go to my bench, it means I know I got a strong bench. Are you kidding? I'm not a bench player. <laughs> I got a, all right. All you of your bench trade players. For me, or you have to sign me out right free agency. All of your bench but players. I, am not I got a strong bench. Player, the okay? last time you weren't a bench player was when you had your own podcast, and then you didn't make the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't know what happened there. I'm but been, we got to hear some shit. We got My a lady strong said some bench. shit the other day. She tried to. This is why I don't like talking about comedy. And you probably feel the same way, like with significant others and shit. She thought she was being fucking sympathetic and loving and shit. And then she turned to me and said some shit like, you know what? I just want you to know. That you'll always be the feature on my stage. Oh, no. Feature? I'm a feature? I'm a feature. Really? That's what she was like. Yes, you're featuring on my stage. She didn't know the terminology. Yeah. I was like, I'm a fucking headliner in a fucking open micer's body right now, but I'm going to get there, but I am not a goddamn feature. I'm a draw. Here's the kind of shit my wife does. Uh, We're in the bed one night. She, I see her filling around with the phone. She gave me the light. <laughs> oh, it's a cold house. <laughs> gave me the light. It's a cold house. <laughs> what are you doing? And she puts a, she puts the light in my face. I'm Did like, she give you, it two minutes. Are you serious right now? Two minute light. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's a cold house. Wrap it up. Wrap it up. <laughs> it's a cold Wrap house. It oh, it's a two cold minutes, house, bro. 
<laughs> fiddling around the phone. That's, uh, it's cold in this camp. <laughs> it's cold. It's cold in this. Uh, yeah, I blow through that light. I blow there, through this light. <laughs> she's down there laughing. I'm a volcano. So when I hit her, with, I hit her with the, I hit her with the Jimmy Schubert. The light don't mean nothing. I open up the refrigerator. The light comes on. I do fifteen. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> I seen a homie do to run the light like four times the other day. <laughs> With the Jimmy Schumer. He's a ballsy ass fool. Who was it? I'll tell you offline. No, I'm a mute. You yeah. don't want to be? I'm mute. mute. In the beginning. Yeah, he didn't have a long yeah. enough. It's a lot of people can kill for like the first five. And they I run kill. Out. You kill for two. They run out. <laughs> kill for two. They run out. They can take the stage strong. They don't leave it strong. Yeah. Yeah. The whole yeah. crowd's making dick sucking emotions. Like, <laughs> next thing you know, your wife will be your wife will be holding a light up in front of your face. You don't like yeah. <laughs> Just yeah. give me the light. Get off stage. <laughs> Wrap it up. All right, people. Listen, we need y'all Stacking to chairs. come on back on Monday. We'll be here for y'all. Hope you enjoyed the podcast. As always, you will enjoy bringing it to you. Uh, maybe and hopefully Andy can set this shit up. We can talk to this gentleman who hit. Seriously, I would love to do that. I, I guess I'd love, love to talk to Facebook. That <laughs> I mean, he's on CNN like all the time. He's busy now, but I'll I'll check in. I'll I'll hit yeah. him up. Just I haven't just, talked. To him. I've seen him in person in uh, years. His schedule. But we're Facebook and, friends. Uh, somebody asked me to reach out to a cat in Austin, who surprisingly I know. So I may have I may have an interview with him shortly. We've been kind of talking back and forth on yeah. So we have to. We may have an interview. Other than that, uh, y'all come on back on Monday. We'll be here. We just rambling. We out. I'm Randolph Terrence. I'm Andy Klein. I'm Dominic Rivera. And, and Dominic's ankles. We're three guys. <laughs> on. They still tan too. Three guys on. We are out. <laughs>